Hello, everyone, and welcome back to How To Chess. How To Chess is a weekly chess improvement podcast and YouTube show where we uh, talk about a specific improvement theme, give you some actionable advice, and we have a great guest for you this week. He's been a guest on my other podcast, Perpetual Chess, and now he's joining us on How To Chess. A little bit more to know about Yuri. He is an international master with a USCF rating over 2,500, and he is the author of several popular chessable courses, including Unleash the Bull, which is a full repertoire for black with E5 against E4, and the Dynamic Italian Game, which is a fantastic course on the Evans Gambit and the Italian Game against the Two Knights Defense. Uh, Yuri is a recently finished his studies at Webster University and now is primarily focusing on chess full time. He does a lot of coaching, and actually, when I interviewed him on the Perpetual Chess Podcast, I know a few people reached out to him and have been very happy with his services as a coach. So I thought that that would be a great topic to talk about. I know that I hear all these rave reviews about Yuri's coaching, so I thought we could explore a bit with Yuri uh, what people should be looking for in a coach, what coaches should be looking for in students, and a few topics along that lines. Now, I do, of course, want to mention that I know that not everyone can afford to have a coach, although I will say that they're more affordable than ever. Uh, You can get people with 2,200 and up blitz ratings for not that much money per hour. So in my personal opinion, it can be an accelerant to your chess growth and it's often a good return on your investment, but that's a personal decision for everyone. But if you do have a coach or thinking about uh, having one, we think that Yuri will have some useful tips for you. So sorry for the long-winded introduction, Yuri, but before we hop into the questions, let's welcome you. How are you? Um, Hi, Ben, thanks for having me. Everything's going great. Um, I'm really excited to be on the podcast. Uh, I really enjoyed appearing here last time, and I hope that we got to answer a lot of people's questions, and I know that my student recently appeared in the podcast, and uh, some of his answers were found very interesting and raised some interesting discussions on Twitter, which I was curious to see. So I hope that we'll get to cover a couple more important topics today. So I'm excited to get started, and my first question for you, Yuri, is... What is the first thing you should think about if you're considering hiring a coach? Sure. So I think first you want to think about what you want to accomplish at the end of the day, or even if you want to accomplish anything at all. So, (coughs) sorry, what do I mean by that? Um, A lot of people just, I think, uh, reach out to many coaches without a particular objective in mind. But I think it's important to be honest with yourself and be honest with your coach and get your priorities straight. So, for example, some people are very passionate about chess and they're capable of spending a lot of time on it. And so not it's not unreasonable to, you know, have a dream of improving your rating by 300 points over time. And some people play chess for fun and it's important for them to maybe not expect much or maybe to expect something but to be willing to change their attitude and their approach. And so I think what's really important before you uh, reach out to a coach is to understand what you really want. Maybe it's a rating gain, or maybe it's assistance with a particular kind of a problem you're having. Maybe with uh, prophylaxis, or maybe with a particular, you know, type of, I don't know, opening issue. Or maybe it's with game analysis. You're not sure how to analyze games, and maybe you don't even need a coach in the long run. Maybe you would just like a couple sessions on fixing a particular issue you're having. Or maybe you would like to reach out to a coach and have a couple lessons and have him help you develop a plan on what to work on. Or maybe you'd like, uh, maybe you're working on chess, you know, 
20-25 hours a week and you'd like to be meeting a coach weekly to discuss your progress. So I think it's important to think of that first. Okay. And Yuri, of course, I've done some coaching too. So I have my own answer to this, but I'm curious, do you often find when students reach out to you that they might have unrealistic expectations at first? Um, it's actually interesting because I don't know why that was happening, but when I started coaching, maybe in the first months or two, I was having messages literally every day around, along the lines of, I'd like to become a world champion in two months. What can I do? <laughs> I mean, That's no great. kidding. It's been happening like every day, but then for some reason it stopped. And now I just sometimes get messages along the lines of just, you know, I want to increase 500 points in a year, but I mean, it happens a lot rarer actually. So I don't know why that happened. Maybe our podcast is the reason. Maybe people started <laughs> listening and realized that's not how it works. But uh, oftentimes I think uh, if you haven't engaged in a, in, in, in a certain activity, seriously and professionally, you might just not be aware of the fact that it's difficult actually. And so I think a lot of people, they come to chess and, you know, they start at, 800 and then they get to 1200 and they, they find it easy and exciting because they watched a couple of YouTube videos and they think that that's how it's going to be all the way, you know, under the, until the very top, <laughs> but that's not how it works. Um, but I think that the best, to be honest, approach for almost everyone, I think that would cover 99% of people, is to be looking to improve steadily. So if you're rated whatever you're rated, try to increase your rating by 50 points, by 100 points. And then if you manage by another 100 points, I think that oftentimes having a very distant and a very, you know, non-very specific objective in mind, such as when you're rated 1400 to become an international master, or maybe not that, you know, distant, but maybe to become, say, 2000, is just harmful because you're focused on a particular, you know, amount of rating game for really no reason. And I think often you are somewhat pressured, often you're forced to somehow compare and see if you're actually, you know, getting to this ultimate, you know, number. But I think that oftentimes just trying to improve your chess and enjoy the process and have smaller goals in mind is a lot more helpful. Okay, a lot of excellent advice packed in that answer, Yuri. One thing I'd like to highlight is just what you said about Going from 1800 to 12, I mean, sorry, from 800 to 1200 and from 1200 to 1600 are not the same thing, even though it's the same rating difference. And obviously 1600 to 2000 is going to be even harder. And so it goes as you continue to climb the ladder. So that's something to keep in mind. And I like what you said about having reasonable expectations. Now, Yuri, as a coach with a lot of students, how do you frame your own expectations for students? What, what, how do you, how do you judge what they're doing? And, and if they're not going by a rating benchmark, how do you think they could judge what you're doing? Well, um, I think again, it is very important for us to get on the same page quickly. And, uh, to be honest, actually my perspective, my perception of what, uh, people's goals are has changed considerably since I've started, because when I started coaching, I was I started very briefly when I was 16, but really when I was 17, turning 18. And, you know, back then I was a very ambitious young chess player. And uh, I thought that everyone wanted to be a grandmaster. <laughs> but then as I started teaching more, I realized it's actually not the case. A lot of people just want to take it easy. They want to play a little bit of chess in their spare time and maybe improve a little, hopefully. But they realize they don't want to, you know, abandon the rest of their lives to do that. And so I think what's really important is for us to just clearly understand what the student wants and what he is allowed and supposed to want based on how much time he has. So if you have, you know, 30 hours a week, it doesn't matter if you're a child or if you're an adult, you are, it's reasonable for you to have a lot of ambition. 
But if you have, you know, maybe four or five hours a week somewhere here and there, I'm really excited about the fact that people like this love chess and I teach a lot of people like this and I'm very happy that a lot of them find time to pursue chess as their passion. But I think it's just important to realize that realistically our options in terms of how much progress we can make can be more limited. So I think that it's not about just, you know, I took a student, he was 1600 in half a year, he is 1700, we are doing well or we are doing poorly. But I think it's rather about how much effort has a student invested in the, you know, meanwhile. Yeah, it's an excellent point. And I certainly, I have a coach myself and I certainly fall in the category of someone who, if I'm spending seven hours a week, that's great. And I talk enough chess on my podcast that hopefully I have realistic expectations, but I know that that can be a process for some people because um, it's fun to improve. And, you know, we, we invest a lot of time, we invest money in something like a coach. So it's it's easy to to want results, but you just have to try to be realistic. Um, and Yuri, you mentioned, of course, that some people might be getting lessons every week. Some people might be getting them every other week. And any coach will tell you that their their job is to be a guide. Um, but a lot of the improvement that a student makes is going to happen due to the what the work that they do in between sessions. So that, of course, leads me to the question, Yuri, of what kind of guidance can you, a coach, give to a student? What kind of direction do you find yourself giving your students and resources do you recommend? Yeah, so I think that to deviate slightly from your question for a second, I think maybe a good... Um, a good outcome of a couple of first coaching sessions, I think, if you have never had a coach before, is if you come to realize that there have been several things missing in your games that you have not thought of before. Because a lot of people, I think to be even more specific, come to me saying, I feel like what I really miss is stronger opening preparation and I could calculate better. But then we look at their games and we realize that in every second game you've been just exchanging pieces you shouldn't have been exchanging and you're losing. Or maybe in too many games you just get too excited about attacking and then you create too many weaknesses and often it's too optimistic and doesn't work. So I think that the first really useful, really good things that a coach can give, and I've been in this position both myself as a coach and myself as a student, of course, over the course of you know the times that I've been trying to make progress actively, this happened, I just realized that actually what I think of my chess is not what my chess really is. And so I think that um, a good guide uh, a good guidance and, you know, a good guide will be able to offer you a different perspective on, on, on what you might be missing. And I think a good student would be someone who would be willing to be open to listening to this and to hearing this, because I think a lot of people uh, are somewhat, you know, how to say, stubborn when it comes to changing their beliefs quickly, which is okay. But I think that's one of the points of uh, talking to someone more experienced than you are to be able to say a different perspective. And so I think that as a student, you might want to maybe, well, I mean, if you're really looking for a coach and you trust him, you might, you should be, I think, willing to start working in a somewhat different direction in this case. And so, um, and so, yeah, I think it's important, of course, for a coach to be able to offer some kind of a plan to a student. Of course, again, depending on how much time they have. For some people, the plan could be very simple. You spend three hours a week playing chess, and maybe it'll be different in half a year when you'll quit your job. But for now, just solve a little bit of tactics and play here and there. I mean, it's very obvious and obviously not particularly detailed. And for some people, it would be a lot more complicated. And uh, But I think that is absolutely mandatory. A coach definitely should offer some kind of a structure to a student's learning. 
Um, and uh, I think I got a bit too excited and carried away. <laughs> so. No, that was great. That was a, a lot of good insight. And Yuri, we're actually, we're, we're pretty short on time, but I think that what, what you highlighted about like students often, maybe they don't want to hear what the coaches say, or maybe it's just their, their preconceived notion about what their strengths and weaknesses are is so strong that, um, that it takes, uh, it takes repeating for the coach to, uh, to break through to the student. But I think we're about out of time, Yuri. So thank you so much uh, for, for giving us some useful tips of how a student could interact with a coach and, of course, how the coach could then in turn interact with the student. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. And I hope this will help a lot of people. Looking forward to some discussions on Twitter or wherever it would be. I'll be glad to answer any questions that viewers and listeners might have. And thank you so much for having me. Sure. Yeah. And before we get to the three highlights, I do want to say Yuri is very responsive, both on his chessable courses and uh, in any follow-up. I know a lot of people say that they're eager to discuss it, but Yuri actually is. So if listeners have follow-up questioners or viewers, please uh, reach out to Yuri. So uh, let's uh, get to the improvement takeaways. And we are back with our three improvement takeaways. As you guys can see, Yuri is just a uh, has encyclopedic knowledge of chess and uh, chess learning. So ten minutes is it doesn't feel like enough, but that's the format of the show. So we're gonna uh, highlight a few points and then say our goodbyes. So the number one point I'd like to highlight from what Yuri mentioned is making sure you're on the same page with your coach. And again, as someone who's been a student and a coach myself, as Yori has, this is something I've seen a lot where someone might have a preconceived notion about something that they need to work on and they may not listen to the coach. Now, that doesn't mean that everything the coach says is going to be 100% right. But then again, if you reach out to a coach, presumably it's because you trust their judgment and they're a stronger player. So you should be at least willing to give strong consideration to anything that they advise and then go back and forth with them and come up with a plan where it's not like they're advising you to do tactics and you only do openings sort of thing. Um, number two, as Yuri pointed out, and this is another one that you see quite frequently, is it's just important to have realistic expectations when it comes to chess improvement. Um, a few rules of thumb. I hate to be the sort of uh, the sharer of harsh truths, but obviously the more time you have, the more improvement you can expect. Um, the lower rated you are, the more improvement you can expect. And, you know, there are going to be exceptions, but the younger you are, you might expect a little faster improvement as well. So keep those things in mind and just make sure you keep your expectations in check. And again, as Yuri said, a lot of people, they want to get better at chess and they want to learn about chess, but maybe some astronomical rating goal isn't their primary goal. Or if it is, just be ready to do the work. Um, number three is be willing to change. If you aren't getting the results you, you think you should, then you can talk with your coach and maybe switch things up, look for a different sort of uh, routine, a different study regimen, um, work on different aspects of your game. Um, maybe if things are going bad enough, you even try a different coach. Um, you know, any coach, Yuri, myself, we understand that that happens. Not everything's going to be a perfect fit. So uh, you, you want it to be a symbiotic relationship where you guys are both sort of benefiting 
from uh, talking with each other. And if it's not working, then just keep tweaking and you know continue to stay open-minded. So great insights from Yuri throughout and uh, always fun to talk with him. So uh, I think you guys hopefully know where to reach out to Yuri if you have any questions. So Yuri, thanks again for joining us here on How to Chess. Thank you very much for inviting me and for summing it up just perfectly. And oh. <laughs> looking forward to chatting sometime soon. Nice of you to say. Thanks again, Yuri. Thank you.